Welcome to the Miss Teacher Mom podcast, where we aim to encourage and equip moms to raise their kids with eternity in mind. Today, we have the privilege to hear from a dear sister in Christ, Joanne Parks. Her and her husband serve at Covenant Hope Church in Dubai, and they've lived in the Middle East for over 19 years. Joanne has four daughters and a lot of wisdom to share about what it looks like to get the gospel right as we seek to raise our children to know Christ. Joanne, thank you so much for your time. Yeah, it's a pleasure to be with you. I'm really excited about the topic. We're talking about getting the gospel right. And I think this is just so important, not only for the sake of our own salvation and making sure we believe what is central to salvation, but also as we sow seeds into our kids' hearts and minds in hopes that the Lord saves them. Could you do me a favor and start by clarifying our terms and sharing what we mean by the gospel? Yeah, sure. Uh, The gospel is the good news that sinners can find forgiveness from a holy God by believing in his son, Jesus. We read about the good news of the gospel in the Bible right from the beginning in Genesis uh, chapters 1 and 2. We learn about God and his character. We learn that he created everything, that he created mankind in his image to be in a loving relationship with him under his rule and within his safe boundaries. And so we were made by him to live for him. Mm. But man and woman rebelled against God in those first few chapters of the Bible. And ultimately, they just believed the lie that life outside of God's boundaries was somehow better than what they were experiencing inside his boundaries, Mm. even though they were in a loving relationship with him. They disobeyed God and they snubbed his rule and essentially decided to be rulers of their own lives. And all of mankind ever since has had that same inclination. Uh, We are inclined to reject God's authority and leadership and kind of be our own kings, our own rulers. And because of that, we're sinners against a holy God. And he's a just God. And so he knows that our disobedient is deserving of his wrath and punishment. Our sin caused a broken relationship with God uh, vertically and with man horizontally. And the Bible says that sin brings death. But God, in his grace and mercy, sent his own son, Jesus, Mm. to be the one who would bear that punishment and that wrath in our place. He came in human form like us, but so very unlike us, he lived a life without that sin and rebellion. And then he died in our place on a cross. He took the punishment that we deserve. And then three days later, he was resurrected. And God did that to show that he accepted that perfect sacrifice. So that's great news for sinners like you and me. That's why we often call the gospel the good news. It is such good news for us that we can find forgiveness from a holy God when we humble ourselves and admit our sinful rebellion against him and trust in Christ's sacrifice on the cross on our behalf. And ultimately, that news, it requires a response from all of us. So some will repent and believe and put their faith in Jesus, and others will decide to go on in rebellion against God as his enemy, really, they'll decide to that they would rather be rulers of their own lives than to submit to God's authority. So this is the good news of the gospel, that sinners can find forgiveness 
and a restored relationship with God through Jesus and his death on the cross in our place. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. And I'm so thankful that so many churches are coming back to the gospel. They're realizing the centrality of the gospel to bring salvation, which we know from Romans that that is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. Mm, Um, And I'd love to take a few minutes. If you could share, what are some cautions you'd encourage moms to look out for as we point our kids to the gospel, the gospel that you just shared throughout our days and years of child rearing? Where can we go wrong? Where can our leanings be imbalanced and even dangerous as we seek to raise our kids to understand this soul-saving truth? Well, in light of what we just said about um, the bad news of sin and the good news of forgiveness, I think one thing that we can tend to do is be surprised when we see sin in our kids' lives. You know, maybe a good word to use might be shocked, appalled, um, even angered by it. That can be some of our, our sinful response. And if we remember the good news of the gospel that we just talked about, we should expect that we are going to see a sinful nature emerge in our kids as they, I mean, any mom of a toddler can attest to the fact that it's there. Mm-hmm. Um, so we don't want to be shocked by it. And that, that would be one warning to remember that as you encounter your child developing sinful tendencies, that God has put you as an authority to represent him in their lives. Mm-hmm. And He's not surprised by it at all. And so he's going to be at work in you as you parent them through those, those actions and, and discuss the motives behind the actions. Mm. So that's one caution. I think a couple of other ones that come to mind really sort of fall under the category of how we think about our kids' salvation. And with that, I'll just say, as a preface, it's so tempting to, as parents, you know, we naturally and rightly want good things for our children. But sometimes in our desire for happiness and success and health, and I could go on and on, we can lose sight of the most important thing. Mm. The most important thing is that God would save them for himself. Uh, so that's, that's one caution is don't lose sight of the most important thing as you think about, you know, all that you do as you go throughout your day. Pray, pray, pray that God would give them himself and that he would give them the gift of repentance and faith. Mm. So that's caution number two. Don't lose sight of the most important thing. And honestly, I have to say, I think that's more tempting as your kids get a little older and they face more social interactions and more mature decisions. So that's caution number two. And then when I think about our kids' salvation, I also want to caution moms against raising little Pharisees, so to speak. So raising our kids in a way where they know to obey and they should know to obey. That's why this one's kind of a tricky one. They should know to obey their parents well, fully, quickly, but we have to take the time to have the conversations that talk through what's behind the tendencies to obey and disobey and really take the time to look at their hearts 
and consider what's going on in there. If all we do is expect them to obey, then we're going to raise kids who are really proud and self-righteous and not humble and repentant uh, before the Lord. So that's a tricky one, but it's a, a caution there. And then I guess finally, I would want to caution moms against being quick to assume that your children are born again before they really are. Mm. And that kind of fits under desiring all the good things for our children. We desire their salvation. And so sometimes in our kids' desires to please us, they might express spiritual interest or even tell us as parents that they want Jesus to be their Lord. And those are good things in our kids. We don't want to squelch that either. We want to fan those flames too. But we want to be cautious in our own hearts to guarantee that kids are saved before we get a chance to see some evidences of fruit in their life. And the reason I say that as a caution is because I've seen situations where parents get themselves uh, going down that path and it makes it hard for a teenage child to come back and say, Mom, Dad, I don't think I'm a Christian yet. Um, because all those assurances along the way haven't really left room for that. So again, another tricky caution because we don't want to squelch any spiritual interest. And we want to say things like, keep following Jesus, keep following Jesus, keep trusting in Jesus. But also recognize that we're not really going to serve them or us by doing that too early in mm -hmm. life. Yeah. Does that make sense? It does make sense. And as a parent of a almost five-year-old, it is so hard and confusing. It really is because I have my kid who's asking, what does it mean to follow Jesus? And I love God, so I can't wait to go to heaven or things like that to want to yeah. – encourage them and show them that, yes, he is the greatest treasure, but also recognizing that they may not be saved yet or they may not understand what they need to know. So it, it's so tricky. I am often tripped up with that battle. So I'm glad that you brought it up. And if ladies are concerned or confused, it's a great topic to talk to your pastor about mm -hmm. or the elders in your church to kind of seek wisdom in that regard, because it can be really tricky. Yeah. And I would just add to that to have regular conversations with your spouse about what do you see going on in our kids spiritually? And if you're a single parent or a wife of an unbelieving spouse to find some other adults who know your kid, who can sit with you and have that honest assessment with you mm -hmm. as a safeguard against maybe being too quick to assume one way or the other. We know that God is the one who changes hearts. Absolutely. And so we're always praying for that. For kids, and there's but. encouragement there too, right? Like we're not giving our children a burden that is not theirs to own. Like they cannot even save themselves. So we can continue, yes. even when we are confused or unsure, we can continue to point them to Christ. We can continue to ask the Lord, like God, help them to love you with all their heart, soul, mind, and strength. There are ways to pray for them when you're not sure in a way that yes. won't bring confusion, but continue to fix our eyes on Christ who is the one who saves. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's right. 
So I'd love to share one from my own life. I grew up in a church where the pastor only really shared about the mercy of God and the love of God and how his grace is abounding and his love is everlasting. And those things are true, but he never preached about God's wrath and his hatred for sin. So I grew up thinking I was a believer while living in sin. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until I was 19 and my now best friend shared with me, good trees can't bear bad fruit and bad trees don't bear good fruit. And it doesn't mean we never sin, but if your life is characterized by sin, then you are not a believer. And I've seen the opposite happen now at this point where I'm raising my kids and find myself focusing on sin and God's hatred of sin and needing to remind myself, wait, 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 the Lord loves his people. The Lord loves Mm -hmm sinners. He redeems them. He sent Christ to die for them. And then me needing to really get that balance right of, yes, the Lord hates sin. And yes, those who don't believe are perishing, but God's love is an incredible gift and he pursues his people. So for me, that's one caution that I've experienced in my own life, how the danger of only focusing on God's love Mm -hmm. and the danger of only focusing on God's wrath. Are there Mm -hmm. any other? Yes, I think Um, as we raise our kids and we are training them towards God, one big part of that is helping them to understand that it's not just that they didn't share with their sibling, you know, but that those inclinations and those selfish desires in our heart are essentially our sin against God. And so that's such an opportunity for parents to get past just the behavior, which is such a big part of the very, very early years, you know, is focusing on obedience and behavior. But as you get past those and you, you have a toddler, you have someone who can have a conversation with you and you begin to explain more about the fact that uh, all of our sin is against God. And that is our great offense. That yes, it shows up in all these other ways, but ultimately it's our sin against God that uh, is what requires punishment. Mm-hmm. Mm. Absolutely. And it's such a different measuring stick than what our culture is using right now. Our culture is very much, if I'm not hurting anyone, what's wrong mm. with it? Yes. What's wrong with what I'm doing? And we're seeing that yeah. in the whole movement of homosexuality and everything that, well, I'm not sinning against anyone. So what's wrong? Love is love. Love wins, it says. Mm-hmm. But if God is our standard, then we can look at our children who are four or five and tell them, no, God tells us to love our neighbor. So you can't hit your sister because God says that you need to love them. And ultimately you're sinning against God, which will hopefully, like you said, go with them when they become adults and they can measure what what is going on why is this wrong and it's wrong because god's word tells us it's wrong it's wrong because we're ultimately sinning against him Mm. yeah as we close i like to always ask my guests the same question do you have any words of wisdom or encouragement you'd like to share with moms who are seeking to raise their kids with eternity in mind i want to encourage moms to remember that it's such a privileged position to influence and shape lives towards god for you know, hopefully 18 years at least, uh, but not ending there even as your relationship continues with your children as adults. And it's, it's helpful to remember that 
as parents, we are representing God to our kids. And so in all the protection and joy and love that we show and provide, the mercy and grace and forgiveness that we extend towards our children at different times, as well as the correction and the boundaries that we set for their protection. In all of those things, you have this privileged opportunity to represent the character of God to your children. And so I would just say, be faithful to the responsibility that God has given you and trust the Lord. And there are going to be days when you feel like, I don't know what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know how to handle this situation. When I think back on my own days of parenting little kids, I just, I can't believe how much the Lord helped me and how little I knew about what I was doing. My husband and I, leaned hard on other believers around us who were parenting, you know, just a few years ahead of us. Um, We would talk to them and ask them questions. And it was such a big help. Mm -hmm. And know that because of the cross of Christ and God's great display of lavish love for us there, love that we didn't deserve, we can know that he is indeed trustworthy Mm -hmm. and that he'll be faithful to to walk with us through this journey, this joyful, privileged journey of raising our kids uh, in his ways. Mm. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. I think that's everything. Thank you so much for your time. Oh, you're so welcome. It's a privilege to talk about these things. I hope that this episode was a blessing to you. Did you know that I've written a few children's books about how awesome it is to be homeschooled? You can check those out at MissTeacherMom.com. And be sure to join us next week for the Miss Teacher Mom podcast.